Sports is recorded in Harrisonburg, Virginia, in the heart of the Shenandoah Valley. Starring Dave. Surprising little fun fact, King Griffey Jr. was the first number one overall draft pick to go into the Hall of Fame. Chris. ALCS MVP for the Houston Astros. Gary Sanchez. Brad. You're a professional. Act like you've gotten criticism before because obviously you have. And Joe. Yeah, Chris Davis is awful. And now, 4D Sports. And hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of 4D Sports. Joe Deck and my brother Brad here with you this week. Um, Brad, we bring on Coach Blaylock of the Stanton Braves a little later on to talk about their team's success um, entering Tuesday uh, when we're recording this. There is a four-way tie in first place between Charlottesville, Waynesboro, Covington, and Stanton for first place in the South. Harrisonburg just a half game out. So four teams tied for first. Harrisonburg right now would be out of the playoffs. They're just a half game out, though. In the north, Strasburg, 11-5. and five. They are still the league leaders. Uh, Woodstock is two and a half back with Newmarket. Winchester, five and a half back of Strasburg. Front Royal, seven back. And Percival, seven and a half. Um, Strasburg also came in ranked number 13 in uh, the Collegiate Summer Baseball National Rankings for Wooden Summer Bat teams in their inaugural poll. So congratulations to them uh, in the Strasburg Express right now, sitting at 11 and five. That is the best record in the Valley right now. We'll have to see if they can keep it up. They're eight and two in their last 10, the hottest team in the league with, ironically, Harrisonburg, who had been one of the teams that was pretty far out, but as I mentioned, Right now, they're sitting at a half game uh, behind a, really a quagmire there in the south between four teams. But uh, I wanted to talk about bringing on Coach Blaylock, Brad, with you because the Stanton Braves have five hitters over 300 this year. That is just bananas. Yeah, I mean, it's crazy to think that hitters are going to be hitting that well, um, especially this many games in. Um, you know, you're starting to get most of your players anyway. Uh, and, you know, that they've been playing some solid baseball, and it's crazy. I mean, this is an exciting season overall, I think, especially in the South. you got all these teams that are kind of close. Um, it's it's going to be really interesting to see what, what happens come around playoff times. I know that usually we have, you know, a runaway team in the North and a runaway team in the South, but this year it seems to be a little bit different. I was going to say, the parity in the league this year is phenomenal. I'm loving it. Um when we go to games, we don't know who's going to win any given game when we go. So uh, we're pretty excited when we get to go. Speaking of going to games, before we bring Coach Blaylock in, um, let's talk about where we're going to be going uh, this weekend, Brad. Our annual interview, our first ever player interview, Ray Hernandez, has been called up to the Danville Braves, which if you follow our social media, you're well aware of at this point. Um, but he had a grand slam on opening day of the Danville Brave season with six RBIs, and now he's going to be in Dublin, Virginia, or excuse me, Pulaski, Virginia, just outside of Dublin. Uh, and they will be playing, the Danville Braves will be playing the Pulaski Mariners or Yankees. And uh, gosh, they switch affiliations down there all the time. It's the Pulaski Yankees now, though, that the Danville Braves will be playing, and we are going to be there. I'm going to try to make it to all three. I know you have other schedule stuff going on, so you're only going to be able to make it to the one Friday, but we're excited about that. Oh, yeah. Um, Well, you know, I'm going to throw another curveball at you here with my schedule-wise. I'm not sure when we were planning on heading down Friday, but I actually have a job interview on Friday. Oh, wow. Well, congratulations Um, on that. Podcast news breaking. (laughs) (laughs) 
Quick question. Were we going early in the day? I was going to go early in the day. Oh, gosh. Okay. I might be able to make it a little bit in the afternoon. Anyway, we'll talk about that later. Um, so, yeah, super excited to go see Ray play. Um, one of our favorite players to watch. He's so he's such a great guy, um, really fun to talk to. And he's very humble and, you know, he's, he's out there grinding, working hard. And, you know, we follow him on social media. It's, it's fun to see his work ethic. And I think, you know, it's really paying off having that great big start to the Danville Braves. I mean, I'm excited for him. I hope the best for him. And, you know, I hope, I hope we see him just totally crush the ball when we go watch. I know, I know we're going to visit and it's going to be in the Pulaski Yankees stadium at Calfee park, but uh, we're not rooting for Pulaski. I mean, we're rooting for, the Danville Braves because they have Ray Hernandez and every time Ray Hernandez comes up, we're going to hope that he's crushing it over the fence so we can scream. Oh, Ray's going to know his, his fan support there. Oh yeah, dude, we're going to let him know. Hashtag Ray watch, hashtag radar. Um, follow us on social media at 40 underscore sports to keep up with that. Um, as we'll be tweeting about our experience throughout the weekend uh, getting to watch Ray again, former Percival Cannon. I know those guys in Percival are very happy and excited for him as well. Uh, and as you mentioned, Brad, he's just such a great guy. He's a fun guy to talk to every every year, and uh, I'm glad we get the chance to talk to him again. Now we're going to bring in Coach Blaylock of the Stanton Braves. We're going to break down his answers before touching on the Valley League once again at the end. But again, uh, we'll bring in Coach Blaylock of the mini first place team South division, but he coaches the Stanton Braves. And we have coach Blaylock of the Stanton Braves with us now and coach Blaylock first. Thanks for taking the time to talk to us. Um, Your Stanton Braves are mired in a four way tie for first place at the time of recording here Tuesday morning. But um, just talk about your experience in the Valley league so far with this Stanton Braves team. Yeah, first, uh, thanks for having me. Um, and yes, yeah, so far we've been playing pretty well throughout the course of the summer. Um, up until this point, we had a little bit of a rough stretch for a week or so, but we've kind of turned it around. Um, our division is a pretty tough one, clearly, with there being a four way tie. And then I think Harrison Burge, like a game or half game back from um, being a part of that tie as well. So the division is tough, um, but it's definitely been enjoyable playing against some pretty talented players um, throughout the league and just seeing a pretty high level of baseball every night has been really enjoyable. And we've been playing right there with them um, playing good baseball every night. And it's been a lot of fun so far. And I think our guys are having a lot of fun as well. Looking at your team, I mean, Andrew check with seven homers, he's the league leader in RBIs with 33 and he's hitting a clip of 392. Um, your offense has been dynamite this year. You've got multiple, I believe count five hitters uh, over 300 at this point in the season is pretty impressive. Uh, talk about your offense. Yeah. I mean, it seems like every night somebody's having a huge night and either being the Valley league hitter of the night or player of the week or whatever, all the different kind of awards that they all, they give out here. Um, and it's just, if one guy's struggling one night, it's like another guy picks him up and our lineup has kind of formed itself into just, I mean, a lot of runs being scored each night. And um, I don't think 
fortunately, I don't think anybody feels like they have to carry the weight. I know Andrew Check is doing that occasionally, but I don't think he's putting a whole lot of pressure on himself because he knows that there's some guys in the lineup that even if he were to have a bad night or a bad stretch of nights or something that other guys are more than capable of picking him up. And he doesn't feel like he has to do it all for us. Um, just like you said, we got four or five guys hitting over 300 and a couple guys with multiple home runs. Um, so there's a lot of guys in our lineup that can do it. It just so happens. I mean, Andrew check is absolutely tearing it up so far and um, he's certainly helped us win some ball games, but I think we'd be remiss to over. I mean, there's a lot of other guys in our lineup. I think that, um, have helped a lot also, but Andrew Check is definitely a guy that stands out um, as of now. Coach, I want to talk to you. You mentioned you're scoring a lot of runs. On the flip side, um, these games are close, and you're losing some games with a lot of runs. Uh, you know, I don't know if this is something you think is just a bad run, or have you picked up something that you're trying to work with your pitching staff on? Uh, I mean, I think we have some young guys um, that didn't throw – too much this spring and they're getting their first um i mean they're the, the more innings than they've ever thrown in college sure. um so i think they're learning and obviously we're trying to help them as much as we can but they got pitching coaches back home that they're kind of talking to and working on things um and i, I mean at the end of the day obviously we want to win and we want to i mean have fans in the, in the crowd and, and win games for those guys those people but at the same time this is Develop player development is a, a priority on or a top priority for me. So even if a guy's struggling a little bit, still allowing him to get out there and get innings and get his work, just because I think that's really what guys are here for. Um, they want to get better. They didn't get the innings that they wanted this spring, so they're here and they want to get exposure and get playing time because um, I think that's the number one way to get better. So. While we are giving up some runs, I think um, some guys are figuring some things out and getting better as players on the mound. Um, and I think gradually we'll improve. Um, I think it was just, just so, I mean, the first couple of weeks we gave up some runs, but I think guys are getting more comfortable and it's going to continue to get better throughout the summer. That's a great point about the player development aspect of the league. Um, Coach, I, the last baseball question I'll ask you is, uh, where do you see this being your first season with the Stanton Braves? Um, what is your takeaway been, I guess, from just the overall competitive level of the Valley League? You mentioned the South in that first answer, uh, but you know, a, a league as a whole, what have you seen and what drew you to this Valley League? Uh, well, um, so I've actually had some experience here in the past. I played in this league in 2017. Um, so I'm pretty familiar with the league as a player. And then I thought, well, at the time I thought it was a good league. I liked the level of talent. Um, obviously I thought the area was awesome. I mean, just being in this part of the country is really cool and really, really nice area. Um, so that was part of the draw that, that made me want to come back. Um, but I like the talent level. I like that a lot of the players here are a little bit younger um, as just freshmen, maybe sophomores. So it's a little bit, I think some of those guys are more willing to listen and to make um, adjustments. And when you get some older guys in the summer, I think it can be tough. They might have some, I mean, just whatever it may be, but I think younger guys are sometimes more willing to, uh, to listen to outside opinions. Um, so that was something that was appealing to me also. Um, but it's been the league in itself, I think is, is a really good, I think you got to say it's a top five, top six league in the country. Sure. Uh, just overall talent. Um, which I, 
I think is great. I think it's a really good league to be a part of. Um, I spent last summer in the Cape. Um, so that was, I mean, I think everyone knows that's probably the best summer league, but I would say, I mean, I think there are some guys here that can certainly play up there. Um, and I thought there were some guys up there that should probably be in this league. Um, so, and I think Andrew checks definitely a guy that at the end of the summer, um, whenever our summer ends, the Cape goes a little bit longer that he's definitely the two teams that I have a pretty good relationship. He's got my recommendation to go up there. Um, and I think I've seen some other guys on our team and throughout the league that are more than capable of, of making that transition up into that league. So I think there's a lot of talent throughout this league for sure. That's a good point. And I, you know, I was talking to somebody about that the other night that I, I agree with you that I think the Cape is pretty much universally agreed upon as the best league, but I'd say the Valley league is right there in that second tier with the mix of some other leagues that down in Florida and the Carolinas. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's kind of just a year by year basis. This one may be it. Then the next year, maybe the CPL or the Northwoods, but I think Mm -hmm. as a whole, um, this is definitely a top league that most players should be pretty honored or proud to be a part of. I mean, I think you should definitely be proud to be playing in this league with the talent level that it has to offer. So, Coach Blaylock, I want to get you out of here on two questions that we ask everybody. First one, what is your favorite animated Disney movie? I haven't seen an animated Disney movie in a long time. Um, but as a kid, Lady and the Tramp was probably my go-to right. by every night that I was watching. Um, so that's certainly up there. If I, were to, if I were to watch one right now, that's probably what it would be. All right. Well, I appreciate the old school answers. Um, and then what is a song that you like? but you're afraid to admit to other people. To be I really, I don't, I don't, I truly don't really know if I have one. Um, I will say a lot of guys for whatever reason are afraid to admit that they like girl singers. And I'm a big, I like a lot of the women country singers. Okay. Uh, So I will say that that's probably my one like kind of music that I probably wouldn't, if I got some buddies in my car, I probably wouldn't turn it on. Um, but I do listen to that quite a bit while I'm just driving by myself for, for whatever reason I liked some of the women country singers in today's music. So that's probably, probably my most embarrassing music choice, I guess I would say. All right. Well, thanks for taking the time to talk to us this morning, coach Blaylock and best of luck to the Stanton Braves the rest of the way. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Okay, Brad. So you heard him talk about, you know, some of the players and how he got there, which is all exciting, but Really, we focus on two questions when we break down these interviews, the Disney and the song choice. Uh, Disney, he went with Lady and the Tramp. Uh, It's old school. It's different. It's one we don't get a lot. And uh, you know what? I appreciate the honesty um, going back to his childhood days to pull that one out. Uh, Wow, yeah. Uh, Totally a shocking uh, answer there for me because, you know, no one one ever gives that as an answer. And, you know, it's one that I always kind of forget about. Too. And, yeah, uh, I mean, not not because it's a bad movie or anything. I think it's a good movie. I really liked it. Um, we were actually talking about it. I think last weekend we were. Um, we brought it up, and uh, yeah, I mean, great great movie. Uh, I really appreciate that answer. Yeah, it's solid. The iconic spaghetti scene, uh, one of the classic Disney scenes. Oh yeah. But um, then you go to his song choice, which he couldn't give us an individual song. He said. A song, songs he might not play with his boys in the car with him were country music songs by a female artist because for some reason um, he just feels like that's kind of an embarrassing thing to admit. Um, look, there's some good country 
songs by female artists that I wouldn't be ashamed to admit, but um, it's not our question. No, no, no. It's not our question. So I know you had one in particular that you would assume is his answer. Oh, I'll give him two, actually. Okay, go for it. So I'm going to give him Carrie Underwood. Yep. Which one? Which, you know, oh, I don't know, just any of them, really. I mean, to me, they're all kind of the same. She just sings angry music. So Maybe For next time part. he'll think before he cheats? Well, maybe, yeah. Okay, we'll, we'll give that. him that one. And then also, dude, Shania Twain. Shania Anything Twain's Shania good. Twain. Shania Twain is good. I would not be embarrassed by that. Yeah, that's a good call. Also, maybe teardrops on his guitar, maybe. Oh, if you're gonna go T Swift, oh gosh! I mean, that would be, be one. Early, that would be one I would not stuff. admit that I liked. Yeah, <laughs> it's got to be the early stuff if it's gonna be country. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we appreciate Coach Playlock uh, taking the time to talk to us about his team, and then of course, uh, humoring us with those last two questions that we ask everybody. Um, but Brad, to focus back on the Valley League at the end again, you know, you mentioned it, and you've talked about how usually we're seeing one team run away and this year, that's not the case. We're seeing a big jumble uh, between all these teams. And anytime it looks like someone might be starting to separate themselves, they'll go on a slide. Uh, Strasburg has done a pretty good job of staying on top of the North, but Harrisonburg, as I mentioned, I mean, last week we were talking about them. I was like, Oh, they're in danger of missing the playoffs and being out of this thing. And then they rattle off. I think eight of their last nine games were wins, which is pretty impressive. Um, and then you look at some of these numbers in the league, too. I mentioned Stanton has five guys over 300, but right now Jimmy Goldsmith of the Winchester Royals is hitting a 463 clip. Um, bananas. You have Nagel of the River Bandits. He's hitting over 400 at 427. A miss of Covington is hitting 423. Clark, who we've talked to this year, still hitting above 400 at 415. And Ward of Woodstock uh, over 400 at 408. And then Madoli. He's hitting 403 in Harrisonburg. I mean, you look at just the number of people hitting over 400 in this league, and it's no wonder that you're seeing the offensive explosion that you're seeing around the league this year. Which, again, is surprising because, uh, you know, it is a wood bat league, and these players having metal bats all throughout high school and, and playing every season in college with metal bats, you know, they're coming into this, kind of having to make an adjustment. It is different. Um it's just, it, it's very surprising to actually see this many number of players hitting high offensive numbers, but I think it's good for the league. Um, I would like to see some pitchers that are dominating too as well, though. Um, and I don't have the numbers in front of me, though, so I can't really look at that. I was going to say, um, funny you should mention that. Uh, Jacob Ferris, who we talked about uh, when we went to Harrisonburg last week to watch, uh, he had another great performance again. Um, now he did slip up and allow a whole earned run across the board in seven and two thirds, but his ERA for the year, um, he is three and zero with a 0.67 ERA and 26 and two thirds with 29 strikeouts. And he's just issued three walks that kid. And that's why I think, you know, Harrisonburg right now, they're half game behind the four way tie for first, which, you know, if the season ended uh, on Monday, would have meant they were out of the playoffs. But if that team gets in the playoffs with a guy like Jacob Ferris, man, you got to think if Harrisonburg can just get hot at the right time and make sure they're in those playoffs, they're going to be a very, very dangerous team. Yeah. And I, I agree. And I, like with all this happening right now, this season, I think is an exciting time for the Valley league. 
you know, it's, it's definitely different from what we've seen in the past. And I think that now is a good time for the younger kids to show up and watch these games and see some of that excitement and see some high percentage offense that's not just home runs all the time, you know? Because that's kind of what we're seeing in the majors right now is low average with high home run count being your offensive production. And, you know, I, I don't really like that as much. I, I would like my power hitters to also hit for average. Right. And that, well, that's one of the things that they bring up. And one of the reasons the games take so long now is because you're, it's a boom or bust kind of game. So you're either going to strike out, which takes a long time to do, or you're going to hit a home run. And then that can just continues the inning. You're not seeing balls put in play. You're not seeing outs recorded. You're not seeing hits and runs being produced. So, I mean, it's an interesting point you bring up. And I, I, I agree. I don't remember seeing a whole lot of strikeouts when we've been at games. I've never felt like, Oh, I'm seeing a lot of awful lot of strikeouts here. Um, but Again, when we record next week, we will be recapping our trip to Pulaski to watch the Danville Braves and the Pulaski Yankees. We will also be trying to bring in an interview uh, from a Valley League game that we're hoping to go to at some point. And we will be past the halfway point in the Valley League regular season by the time we record. So we'll be talking about who we are going to predict at the halfway point of bringing in the Valley Baseball League trophy this year. Again, it's going to be a hard task the way the season has played out up to this point with everybody being right there within each other. Again, the North starting to separate a little bit with Front Royal having a really bad week. Um, They've only won one of their last 10. Percival dropping to the bottom still. And those teams in the North starting to separate themselves a little bit, but the South is just a jumbled mess, and who knows who comes out of there. Um, but again, we thank you for listening. Make sure you're following us on Facebook, 40 Sports Podcast, on Twitter at 40 underscore sports. We'll be putting all the episodes up. You can subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. We're also on Spotify. And you can download the Podbean app. Podbean.com hosts the website. Um, so that's the link that you click every week if you're doing that on Twitter. But if you download their app, you can subscribe to us on there as well. 40 Sports Podcast. We thank you for listening, and until next week, good night.